Welcome to the Chris Yeh Podcast. I am, as always, Chris Yeh. And in today's podcast, I am here to present a special interview with Mental Samurai Episode 2 contestant, Dr. Ken Franklin. I had a chance to talk with Dr. Ken after going on the show, and I think you'll enjoy the conversation. We talk about Dr. Ken, his life, his love of games, what it was like to be on the show, and it will give you a chance to get to know Dr. Ken more like I've done. So I sit, I sit back, I hope you enjoy it, and please, as always, keep watching and following the show. Ken, Dr. Hey. Ken, how are you doing? I am blessed beyond my ability to calculate. Well, that sounds pretty darn good. So how do you feel? You just went on Mental Samurai last night. Well, I tell you, uh, like I said on the show, it's a culmination of uh, 55 years of waiting. Uh, I am disappointed that I didn't uh, make it all the way to the circle, but uh, it was still a tremendous experience, and it's been a wonderfully heartwarming uh, experience to see the support I've received from all the people who waited five months to see the episode. Well, tell me a little bit about that. Let's start with that. So obviously you've been sharing your experiences on social media. What have your friends been saying? What kinds of things have been happening for you? Well, uh, the it, the response has been uniformly positive and supportive. We had about 18 people over here for a watch party last night, and uh, they burst out in applause, even though I was tearing up at uh, replaying the uh, Chainsmokers question for the 2000th time since October. Um, and and everybody has just said they're very proud to uh, have seen the experience and uh, they enjoyed it a great deal. Well, have you started listening to the Chainsmokers since then in response? No, I have not. <laughs> um, I had, did have a, a friend who happened to have uh, gone to uh, an, another friend's house and seen a smoker for the first time. And he related to me that even though he had just seen a smoker for the first time, he missed the question as well. Um, I had never seen one. If I had seen a smoker, I think I probably would have gotten the question right because the first thought through my mind was, okay, I have no idea what electropop duo is. So I just need to name the boxes, but yeah, a smoker was something that I hadn't put my eyes on in my life. Well, that's uh, that's skipping to the end of your run. Let's take you back to the beginning because it was a great run in the chair. Uh, what did it feel like? Because I saw that you were t chatting with Rob and then you were going up. You were, I think, cheering a little bit. You were very excited. Well, uh, yeah, the fact that I was talking with Rob was delightful uh, and, I, you know, just soaking in the experience. But then as Ava was lifting me up to the vertical position, I was just filled with a spirit of glee and delight. So I had to laugh out loud. And that's when I yelled the yeah, baby that uh, Fox has uh, turned into ratings material <laughs> since then. Uh, and then I said, let's do this. And I was, uh, it was just all a wonderful ride. So I've been making commentary, and I think you listened to the recap that I recorded about the second episode. You yes, had a very strong run going. What was your strategy going in? What were you thinking in terms of how you're going to make this work? Well, my strategy was to focus on the screen. Uh, as I was being uh, lifted up to the start position, uh, Jeff Aploff, the executive producer, reminded me that 
Every, you know, all the answers are there. All you have to do is look at the screen. So uh, I was just blotting everything out. Uh, I had absolute peace regarding Ava's mechanical movements. And for me, it was all about getting to the screen and getting past it to the next answer. Now, one of the things that happens in the show is we record several contestants in a row. Were there contestants who went in front of you? Who was in front of you? Of course, you can't talk about the results if it hasn't shown up on the show yet. But well, were there we, folks who recorded in front of you that you, you knew and recognized? Yes, the young lady who uh, worked at the Library of Congress, who was the um, winner of the $10,000, actually $50,000 uh, last night, was uh, one or two ahead of me. Wow, that's pretty intimidating. If she was right ahead of you, you'd thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, uh, well, she just went was, all the way. No, it was reassuring for me because I, I knew all the questions that she answered and I actually knew the question that stopped her. Well, she knew it too. She yeah. just, in the moment, uh, she said okay. five, four, two, and yep. didn't add all three numbers, which yep. is really a, a shame. I have to, I have to share. Um, I don't know if you were old enough to remember the old GE College Bowl back in the uh, back in the sixties and seventies, but it was a uh, quiz show where there were two teams of four uh, college students that were answering. Uh, questions by uh, Robert Earl or Alan Ludden. Did you ever? So I'm, I'm not old enough to remember College Bowl, but I have followed the history of television quiz shows, and I do know about College Bowl. Well, I, I'd seen College Bowl, and I was actually on a high school bowl team my senior year, and was on a little local TV station, and it was in Washington State, and part of Washington State history is uh, one of the slogans for establishing the northern border was uh, 54, 40, or fight. And that was one of the questions that came up, and it was uh, going to be decisive in winning the game. And I buzzed in and said, death. <laughs> oh, boy. So I know exactly how she feels. Oh, boy. Give, you were thinking, give me liberty or give me death. Yes, and That's just got to mix up in my head. You know, it, it just goes to show you, again, one of the things about these shows is you're watching at home and you're thinking, oh, I can get these questions. It's easy. I'm getting all of them. It is totally different when you're strapped into this NASA contraption being whirled about with lights on you, Rob Lowe there, an audience all around you. It's tough. Yes, it is. But, uh, but again, thoroughly delightful. You know, I think it would be great. I've been saying this to a couple of folks. If the show were to bring some folks back and give you a chance to listen to a bunch of modern music, go to some raves, they could shoot some B-roll of you at an electronic music festival. And say, I'm ready this time. <laughs> oh, believe me, uh, I am fully embracing the fantasy of coming back for redemption in a second season. Excellent. Well, one of the other great things is that when they brought the contestants in, they often asked them to, to bring their family and your lovely wife came with you. What did she think of this whole process? Oh, she was astounded. Uh, it was wonderful. Uh, uh, she was you know, cheering me on the whole way, and it, but she was providing me this perspective that uh, doesn't matter to me whether you win or not. The, you know, Enjoy the moment. And I'm right there beside you. Uh, Absolutely. She is, she is quite the gift. Um, I have to brag on her a little bit. Please um, do. One of, the things, one of the things that didn't make it into the package uh, is how Debbie and I came together. Uh, I have been married 32 years to what I 
still believe was my soulmate, uh, Terry Franklin, and she passed away from colon cancer in 2010. Debbie was married uh, to her first husband, Mike Netto, who uh, passed away from uh, prostate cancer about 11 years ago. And God put us together in uh, uh, just over six years ago. And so I call her my God gift. And we are deliriously happy. And we want to make sure that God gets the credit for uh, everything that happens to us. Well, and I, that's something I've been told by some of my friends, uh, is that it was clear that the the spirit was shining forth from me. And that's the best possible outcome I could hope for. Well, I'm happy to give him credit. And I have to say, again, for those of you at home who have not gotten a chance to meet Ken and Debbie, I saw them together. They were so clearly in love. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah, thank you. Now, Ken, you are also a big games person, but not only are you a games collector, you're a games designer. Talk to us about that. Well, uh, again, I've been designing games off and on um, since I was in elementary school. I published uh, four or five uh, pieces of software for the Apple II series of computers in the 80s and 90s. And um, after Terry passed, I decided to turn one of them into a board game and pitched it at the 2011 Gen Con Games Convention in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's the largest game convention in the United States. And somebody signed it. Calliope Games signed it. And it took seven years of development to uh, finally get it on the market. And it hit the market uh last fall as the Mansky Caper, M-A-N-S-K-Y, a game where in 1925 you and friends are collaborating to ransack an evil mobster's home, only to find out that his security system is based entirely on TNT. Uh, and that's had some success. Uh, I have since published another one, and I have uh, six more in development. Wow. Well, you are a busy guy, Ken. Now, Ken, I always call you Dr. Ken. You are also a doctor? That's correct. I'm a family physician. Uh, I went to the military medical school at Bethesda, Maryland, Uniform Services University, graduated there in 1981, served 25 years as a military family physician, uh, culminating in uh, three years as the chief of staff of the hospital at West Point, New York. Uh, retired in 2002 and joined a civilian three-doc practice here in Vicksburg, Michigan, and worked there for another 15 years and retired uh, at the start of uh, 2018. Well, I think that you retired just in time to take on this challenge. This is one of the reasons why I love doing these interviews. The contestants are so modest. They don't want to talk about the fact they were like the chief of staff at West Point. I mean, this is incredible accomplishment levels. Said the man who designed LinkedIn. I said, said the man who designed LinkedIn. Well, I didn't design it. My my co-author co-founded LinkedIn, and I provided some early feedback, but I, I had a very small role in all of that, and sadly, no stock. Uh, see previous comment about modesty. <laughs> Fair enough. So I am no, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season, as are you. We'll be cheering Heather on. She's going on to the Grand Championship along with Sam. Can't wait to see who else joins them. Uh, are there any well, other things? I'll be on April 30th. And I'll, and I'll be on April 30th. Definitely watch that. Are there any other things that people should know? Where can they, if they can't get enough Dr. Ken, not <laughs> Dr. Ken Jong, but you, Dr. Ken Franklin, 
where should they go to learn more, to follow you, to stay up on all the things you're working on? Well, I am on Facebook. My Twitter handle is uh, Dr. Underscore Ken Underscore 107. Oh, excuse me, Dr. Underscore Ken Underscore FP 107. Uh, I am also on uh, Instagram as Dr. Ken FP. Um, you can um, find the Mansky Caper at calliopegames.com or you can find it on boardgamegeek.com, which is the, the nation's premier website for uh, tabletop games. Uh, Imagineers, uh, my second game will be coming out this summer, and that you can find out about at maple.games. Uh, those are probably the best ways to get in touch with me. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Ken, I appreciate your taking time out of your schedule to do this. This is going to be a part of a package, hopefully with a couple of the other contestants from your night. And I tell you, the best thing about going on Mental Samurai has been getting to know so many amazing people. And I want to thank you again for taking the time to spend some time and share your experiences with everyone. Well, Chris, uh, I have to write, uh, send that right back at you. I'm uh, gratified to, to get to know you. It was a delight to meet you and some of the others at our interview the night before the taping. And uh, this is a delightful community to be a part of. So let's see where it goes from here. Fantastic. So everyone, stay tuned. Keep looking out for Dr. Ken. And of course, we'll all tune in on April 30th to see me and for the grand finale to cheer on Sam, Heather, and whoever else manages to join them. Thank you so much. Wow, what a great interview with Dr. Ken. I think you can hear just why we found him so charming. So that'll be it for this episode of the Mental Samurai slash Chrissier podcast. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Dr. Ken. And if you continue to enjoy this podcast and Mental Samurai, please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and spread the news. We'll talk with you soon.